0: For more on this, we join on the line by Simon Eppel. He's the researcher for Southern African Clothing and Textile Workers Union. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having
1: me. I hope you're
0: well. Very well, Simon. But we've seen massive growth uh, for small businesses, for instance, in China City here in Johannesburg, Dragon City and many many other uh, areas where you've seen Chinese coming into uh, the country and opening up these uh, malls and businesses around Johannesburg. How has these um, sort of... Uh, businesses or growing Chinese businesses uh, affected job creation in the clothing industry
1: um, well, well let me let me paint the picture for you like this. You know possibly as much as forty percent of the uh, clothing that's imported from China comes in illegally into the country in some form, um, and obviously it's difficult to know exactly you know to track illegality exactly, but the estimates are probably uh, somewhere around forty percent. And that means uh, much of those clothes are either smuggled into the country or they come in in a way that the duty is not paid. Um, that has an enormous impact on, on the local clothing industry because it means goods arrive in the country and they sold under price uh, because they don't have that little extra uh, cost effect of the, the tax or the import duty attached to it. Uh, and where they sold very often is in these informal uh, shops on the corner, these you know people call them Chinese shops. But but it's not just the so-called Chinese shops. It is many of these other informal retailers around the country uh, who often themselves then are not paying that, um, they, you know, they, they may be uh, uh, not paying other kinds of duties or other kinds of levies on their businesses. Uh, very often they are paying their workers uh, well below minimum wages and, and they hawk their goods at extremely cheap prices. And that's that's affecting not just the workers in their businesses, it's affecting the income revenue for SARS, both from the VAT collection side as well as the duties. And in the factories, it means there are, you know, thousands of workers are directly losing their jobs as a consequence of these illegal goods flowing into the country and being sold in these spaces.
0: As the Clothing and Textile Workers Union, have you engaged government on these challenges and, and what has been the response thus far?
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, this has been a, an enormous problem that we've taken up with SARS many times. In fact, we've had several protests against SARS uh, directly on this matter. Uh, I think the most recent one was about two years ago. Or so we, did a, a, we dressed workers up as um, uh, often in sort of skeleton suits. They carried tombstones with the names of factories which were affected and the workers had lost jobs. And they marched to the theme tune of The Undertaker from, from wrestling you know outside the offices of SARS and they did a a, a a fashion parade outside SARS wearing these clothes so SARS is very well aware of the problem our demand to them is that they go and they raid these stores they start arresting these people because it has a direct impact on the well-being of our people um, of our industries and our ability to develop as a country uh, we're still looking for SARS to do these raids um, uh, you know we want these businesses closed down um, most of SARS's work, however, is, is at the ports of entry, is at the flood, uh, the, the entry of these goods into the country rather than the distribution of these goods within the country. Uh, but obviously, we believe that the, they must target the distribution nexus um, as, as well as the entry nexus.
0: So, so how do we deal with this and how do we protect our local jobs within the clothing and textile workers uh, industry?
1: Well, uh, there's there's several things that need to happen. I mean, the one the one really is uh, uh, an element of enforcement, and that's a, a government uh, task or a state task. So you know, we saw the decimation of of the capacity of SARS uh, under the previous leadership, and we they took a system that really was beginning to you know grind. The wheels were working. There was some traction. It was performing impressively in its fight against illegal imports. Uh, there were then shenanigans in SARS, and that all fell apart. And, and we're still seeing uh, SARS is trying to put itself back together. So, so the one thing we need is we need an effective SARS. There are some, um, uh, I would say, positive signs emerging out of SARS, and, and we're going to wait and see whether those develop better. Um, there's, a, there's obviously uh, much that can be done from other parts of government, the Department of Trade and Industry, for example, which can help local companies to possibly compete a bit better against these illegal imports. And then there's buying behavior by our, our consumers in the country. You know, if it's impossibly cheap, it's probably impossible. You know, that pair of jeans that costs 40 rand on the rail at the Chinese store, there's no way it really costs that. <laughs>